Hi everyone, welcome to Conservative Mama Podcast. I'm your host, Sarah B, and this is the podcast that's fighting back against liberal lunacy, the lies of feminism, and of course, the destruction of the progressive left by refocusing us on those F-bombs that truly matter, faith, family, friendship, and now more than ever, freedom. You can get a hold of me if you would like to, and I hope that you would like to. Um, you can follow me over at Instagram at LadyDevilDogUSMC, as well as my backup account, which, you know, really should be my primary account, but uh, haven't made the switch. It's Conservative Mama Podcast. And of course, you can email me at Conservative Mama Podcast at gmail.com. I hope you guys are having a wonderful weekend. We were supposed to be camping, but of course, the weather chased us off. Um, just not looking forward to spending severe storms in a camper. So, you know, say what you want, but uh, I'm not that kind of gal. Anyway, in case you guys were wondering, today is June 25th. That means we are just around the corner from 4th of July, a.k.a. Independence Day, the real Independence Day, no matter what people say about Juneteenth. Um, not that I have anything against Juneteenth. Uh, I just don't want there to be any kind of conflated idea that there was um, a second liberation day uh, as far as um, independence goes, right? Maybe you guys aren't aware. Um, Juneteenth, really, for the Democrats who are lauding this, it's actually kind of ironic because it was a Union general who went down to Galveston, Texas to let the slaves know that they had been freed two years prior by Abraham Lincoln, a.k.a. a Republican, and their Democrat slave owner just didn't bother to pass that news along. So that is honestly the background on Juneteenth and the emancipation of the slaves. Remember, <laughs> if uh, the Democrats wouldn't have lied, these poor people would have been emancipated two years earlier. But, you know, it's what Democrats do. So today is Friday fun day. Yay! Um, you know, I know you guys look forward to this, and um, honestly, I'm kind of in a weird mood, so we're just going to go all over the place, because why not, right? First, let me say, did you guys see the video of Joe Biden whispering? Look, I don't know, was he trying to make a point, and that's why he was whispering? But creepy Uncle Joe got creepier. It's like, if you're not sniffing kids and groping women... You know, I feel like maybe the creepy whisper voice just isn't for you, sir. Like, stop trying this. It's so gross. Like, I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, it was just weird. But I feel on some level that um, the news media, they're, they're kind of broadcasting this everywhere. They're kind of getting ready to play the narrative that perhaps Joe Biden's mental faculties are not what we have been led to believe because only the Pravda media honestly ever thought that he was in his right mind to begin with. That and the folks who voted for him. So anyhow, they're just kind of setting the stage for someone to enact, probably Kamala, the 25th Amendment, of which honestly there would it would be no contest. I mean, it this is one of those instances where the 25th Amendment could be enacted and it would be justified. But that would make Kamala the president. And literally, no one wants that. 
Can you imagine our cackling Kamala at on the world stage, like meeting Putin? Can you imagine that? Like, what is she going to do, laugh him to death? Ugh, so gross. I mean, it's just grossed out by everything about her, but ugh. Anyway, you, just when you think it couldn't get worse, it's probably going to get worse. So who knows? But I just had to pass that along because the video was just bizarre. Um, of course, I didn't see um, the entire speech that he mu- he was giving because, frankly, I don't care what he's saying. Um, so honestly, it could really be out of context. I mean, we are talking about sound bites, but again, <laughs> it's just weird, beyond bizarre, right? Like, <laughs> enough, enough already, a weirdo. So you know, there was that, but also. I want you guys to come away tonight with a feeling of empowerment. I know I say this frequently, um, and I really do mean this. I really, really do. Parents across the board, all over the nation, are pushing back on this leftist critical race theory indoctrination in our schools. They are absolutely on fire. So if you are some of those parents who are going to these school board meetings and standing up like a mama bear or a papa bear or whatever, and you are dropping truth bombs on these people, God bless you. I am proud of you for whatever that matters. I am proud of you. Dan Bongino is proud of you. Actually, he was, you know, putting up sound clips on his, um, uh, his radio show uh, here on Rumble, um, I think it was two days ago now. So if you go back and listen to, I think, maybe um, Wednesday's episode, it's either Wednesday or Thursday. So, you know, don't quote me, but um, he, he, he puts the sound clips up there of parents fighting back and saying, look, no. And I, I, I am, I'm with him on this. I, I'm 100% with him. For what it's worth, I'm so proud to say that American parents are saying to hell with this. You are not going to teach my children how to be a racist, self-hating, American-hating individual. And you know what? Even some kids are getting up. So ladies and gentlemen, don't walk away with a sense of, you know, we're losing the fight. We are absolutely not losing the fight. We're taking the fight to the people that need to have the fires lit under them, honestly, because this sort of crap cannot go any further. So thank God to these brave parents who are getting up and saying, not in my school district. Absolutely not. Thank God, because (laughs) we're not losing. This is a dumpster fire of epic proportions. I really don't think the left honestly thought that parents were were going to do this, that they were going to stand up. Um, But who knows? Who honestly knows what they think anymore, right? So, you know, kudos to the folks who are really bringing the fight to the school board and to to everywhere where the rebellion needs to stand up and, and say, no more, we're done. Thank you, but no thank you. We're over this. Okay. So you know what? I told you I had some weird stuff for you guys tonight. Um, (laughs) I don't know. We went on a little day trip here this afternoon um, to Baraboo, Wisconsin, and it's really kind of the home of uh, Circus World, right? I don't know if you guys know this. I sure didn't know this, but um, Baraboo, Wisconsin sort of came into being because that's where 
uh, Ringling Brothers and, and eventually Ringling Brothers, Barnum and Bailey, uh, settled for their, um, they would winter there. So the animals would come back. The, the buildings are still there, um, a lot of them. Um, so you can see, you know, here's the original buildings and they kind of show you, you know, how they were being used. So it's really neat. It's a really neat place. And then they've got a cute little circus. Um, I know we're not supposed to like circuses, right? Because eh, cancel culture, they got the circuses first. So it was really neat though, because they have the old, um, the old flyers that they did, the old, uh, uh, what do you call them? Um, the, the publications, right? The, the sheets where they're, they're, you know, they show the strong man and, and whatever, right? They have all of this stuff. And some of it goes back to like the 1830s. And it's just amazing. It's just amazing. And then of course, they've got all of the um, little placards that you can read. Uh, I would have read them all, but somebody's husband wouldn't let them. Uh, <laughs> don't bring me to a museum of any kind, because I will read everything. Just know that. I am the worst to take along, unless you yourself also enjoy reading this material. But he doesn't, um, and I don't even think he looks, he, he and Bella just run through the whole place. It's ridiculous. So anyway, it was interesting because I didn't know that, um, you know, that they wintered there, and that honestly the town, the town was there, but it sort of became all part of the circus. So, you know, one of the shop owners, he had um, textiles and whatnot, and he ended up uh, getting the materials for the costumes. And so up above on the second floor, they would make all the costumes and he would order uh, the satin and the velvet and whatever else, right? And so they would make all these costumes. And then somewhere else, you know, they would uh, fashion wagon wheels and all these things, right? And Speaking of wagons, there's an entire uh, barn that um, is full of the old wagons that would be pulled by, you know, horses or um, whatever else pulls wagons, ox maybe, I don't know, but I don't, I didn't see any pictures of any oxen, so probably just the horses. Um, and these things are huge huge, but they're beautiful. They're so ornately decorated. I learned that um, we call it a calliope, but I guess circus folk called it a calliope, which I thought was ridiculous, but then they were like, that's how they differentiated between um, uh, townies and, it, you know, they knew if you were circus folk or if you weren't. And I was like, really? That one word? But whatever. So I thought it was really interesting. Um, it was fun. The kids loved it. Uh, Bella got to ride an elephant. The elephants are not out there all day long baking in the sun. So if you're worried about that, they're not. Um, they just come out a couple of times and, you, you know, you get to walk around on it a little bit. But they're all very well taken care of. They're all. <laughs> There's only two. But they're very well taken care of. And the little ponies and everything, they seem to be very well taken care of. I always look um, at their feet to see if they're trimmed and whatnot. Unlike the state fair where I've caught them you know, doing the pony rides and the, the little ponies hooves were so long that I reported them. And needless to say, I go to the fair religiously and I haven't seen a problem since. So I don't know for what it's worth, folks, I'm always on the lookout. But it got me thinking, I know you guys are like, where are you going with this? Well, my weird brain was thinking and I thought about the circus and how much I enjoyed it as a little kid. I remember going to the Metro Center downtown and you got to see Ringling Brothers and you, 
um, that, you know, the tigers jumping through hoops and, you know, the elephants and the acrobats and all of this stuff. It was such a big to do and just being thrilled by it. You know, um, I know when we were in the Hippodrome here this afternoon, for the record, it was so hot. It was so ridiculously hot. I thought this would be a great day to go, but it was insanely humid and I thought we would all die. But anyway, I digress. We're in the Hippodrome and um, my little son, once they started to play the calliope, because they they had these antique instruments and they wanted you to hear what they all sounded like. Um, And so they started to play the calliope and he was so excited. The smile just broke out on his face. Um, He just loved it. And I thought, you know, see, kids of all ages loved the circus. And then cancel culture came along and got them pretty early. I understand um, the controversy. There was a lot of controversy on whether or not the animals were taken care of. Um, Ringling Brothers, you know, um, I think for the most part, I don't know about the early years. I don't know even about the mid years. But I think by the time they were being canceled. I think the animals were, were pretty well taken care of. Um, don't quote me on that. I don't know. But like I said, I got to thinking about the people who lived and breathed and worked in the circus, you know, whether they were a clown or a trapeze artist or whatever. And I was like, you know, these were traveling families, whether they were, they were linear families, you know, nuclear families, um, you know, mother, father, children, maybe they're all trapeze artists or jugglers or I don't know, whatever, right? Or they're just, you know, misfit families where, you know, it's people who come together and they form their family, a la, um, you know, the greatest showman, for instance, right? They all kind of became a family of, uh, of people, right? Unrelated folks. What did they do afterwards? You know, like maybe you're a child who grew up in the circus family, and your parents were jugglers, and maybe you did trapeze or, or something, right? And you did this for 20 years, and then all of a sudden the circus goes away. What on earth happened to these people? You never did hear anything else about them. You know, they they just went to the winds. What happened? Like, what other skills do you have? Can you imagine going into a corporate office like, so, uh, you know, what are what what skills do you have? Well, I'm a fantastic trapeze artist, and fun fact, I can walk across the high wire without any net. I mean, how do you make the transition from a more or less magical environment of circus, right? And I don't mean I don't mean to say that they don't put in a lot of hours and a lot of work and a lot of training for each of their respected acts, right? Like I'm not saying that there isn't all of that in the background. But when they're on show night, when they're standing and they're working in front of people and they're doing these things that they love, because really it's a labor of love. I can't imagine that it pays fantastically. I mean, they're doing these things that they love. You know, that's magical. Seeing the the faces of people just lighting up because of the magic that you're bringing to them by whatever skill, whether you're a clown and you're funny or you're an equestrian and you're you're riding and doing gymnastics or you are walking a tightrope. Um you're bringing delight to your audience and you know then to go into an office or into you know I don't know a home goods or something you know and you're, you've got to strap on an apron and you're like how can I help you you know what I mean <laughs> like 
this kind of soul-sucking environment um, necessary, but also soul-sucking. I have never once gone into my work and thought, you know, this is magical. I can't wait. I'm making so many people happy. No. As a matter of fact, I go in there and I'm like, you're full of lies. (laughs) The latest lie is the flyer they've got posted all over. They're like, we promote from within. Do you though? Are you sure about that? So anyway, it did get me thinking and I wondered about, um, I wondered about, um, you know, what are they doing with their lives? So I'm curious, like if you guys have heard anything, I have never heard anything. And you know, if you've heard anything, I would love to hear from you. Like, what have you heard? Because it just, it baffles me. I wonder what they're doing. I wonder, um, you know, how they're getting along. Whatever happened to the people who were involved and this was their life and their lives were totally upended. Um, I don't know. It's very interesting. So, um, <laughs> and because, you know, I've got ADHD, we're on a ride tonight, guys. We're on a ride. Um, as we're driving through Wisconsin and you're passing, you know, large bodies of water, I started to think of like, you know it, my weird, uh, unexplained stuff, right? So I was sitting there and I was thinking, you know, about, (laughs) it's so stupid how my brain just jumps around. Honestly, it's tragic. I was thinking about Loch Ness. I was. It's so dumb. I know. I know. I want Loch Ness is one of those things that I really, it's like Bigfoot. I really want to be real, but the more I watch Bigfoot Expedition or whatever that show is, like the scarier Bigfoot becomes. And I'm telling you guys right now, if I'm ever camping in the woods and I hear something that sounds even remotely like a Bigfoot, that's going to be a brown moment for me. No, thank you. Um, it just scares the heck out of me. And it's just so weird. So anyway, um, I was thinking about Loch Ness, and and I'm not sure if you guys are aware, but um, the Great Lakes also have a sea monster. I didn't know this. I I found out a couple of years ago. I didn't know that the Great Lakes had a sea monster. And it's Lake Champlain, and his name is Champ. His name is Champ. Um, Yes, it could be a sturgeon. Okay, I am told those can be a very large fish. Um, They can look pretty prehistoric. I think they've kind of got like a weird spine or something and their tail fins are are really big and whatever. They can be huge. They can grow very long, I suppose. But, you know, so yeah, okay. Champ could be, um, hear my cat in the background. Honestly, he has to be in every show. What is the matter with this animal? So he could be a sturgeon but he could be a sea monster. They say that there's, you know, most of the the bodies of water, especially the ocean, are so undiscovered. Um, We know more about the moon than we know about uh, the ocean, for instance. So how much do you know about the lakes? What's at the bottom besides some sunken vessels? Maybe there is a sea monster. I don't know. I thought it was kind of interesting Yes, my ADHD brain is in full effect and it was all over the place. But when you walk out of a land created just for a circus, um, your brain is bound to bounce in just about every direction imaginable. So there I was kind of driving through Wisconsin thinking about, you know, Loch Ness and then our very own sea monster champ. Um, I don't know. They do say he's kind of got the same long neck. 
Um, it, in some ways, some of the stories sound like he, he resembles uh, the Loch Ness. Um, and maybe I feel like Loch Ness is a female because they call her Nessie. So you've got Nessie and Champ. So obviously Nessie's girl and Champ is the boy. Um, that's how we feel about it. But I guess for a moment, I just don't want him to be uh, a fish. I want him to be kind of real. And maybe it's just that circus magic, right? Like you just kind of want something magical, maybe, and also not dangerous. Like I, I, I don't swim in lakes because if he's out there, I don't know. What if he bites me and drags me into the water? But you know what? I've seen too many scary movies, read too many scary books. Like things happen, okay? But I do want him to be real. And I think it would be cool to see him from the shore, um, you know, poke his head up out of the water. And then you're like, what? Is that a sea monster? Are you kidding me? Um, yeah, going to Loch Ness would definitely be one of those things that are, is on. It's definitely on my bucket list of things to do. Um, but I really hope that, you know, if I ever get there, that I will be one of those lucky few that uh, get to see Nessie rear her serpentine head out of that black water and you know I don't know maybe she'll wink at me or something I'll be like I knew you were real I knew it swim girl you do you I don't know it's just weird so (laughs) it's kind of like my weird day today you know just just a bizarre what happened to the the circus folk and um is the is the is the lake champlain monster real is Champ real? People have seen it. So you tell me. I want Champ to be real. We did take a poll, um, and I have to say, a while back, and I, I didn't even give any, I, I did not follow up, <laughs> but I did get feedback. Um, most people weighed in and said that, you know, um, I asked, so let me back up. I asked in the poll um, which cryptid monster did they want or hope to be real, right? I think I got one chupacabra, um, but most people said Bigfoot and Nessie. They really, really want Bigfoot and Nessie to be real, or they really hope that, maybe it's the same thing, right? Want, hope, I don't know. But they really want Bigfoot and Nessie to be real. So those two, um, hands down, are the leaders of the poll. They they weighed in pretty much the same. I would say it would be a 50-50 split. Um, but you know what? Other people weighed in too. And we had comments like Mothman. I don't know. Is Mothman real? And if he's not, what the heck are people seeing? What are they seeing? Mothman. He's out on the East Coast. I want to say he's in New Jersey. Is that right? Does anybody know? Is Mothman out in New Jersey? I know he's supposed to show up. Um, right before disaster strikes. So people start to see, maybe New Jersey's not right. I don't know. Somebody correct me. People are supposed to see Mothman um, before disaster strike, like a significant disaster. So not just like, you know, a local fire or something, which is pretty disastrous, but no, like a, a, a much bigger scale disaster. Like he's supposed to show up. And allegedly here in my town, there was a sighting a few years ago of Mothman. Now that baffled me, and I have not been able to find too many accounts of this, but allegedly down by the airport, 
I think down by Kishwaukee Road or something, somebody allegedly saw a math man, a tall humanoid figure with glowing red eyes and moth-like wings. So, you know, we got a lot of crackheads in our area, so honestly, it could have just been that. I don't know, maybe somebody in a costume. Meth is a hell of a drug, folks. Crack is a hell of a drug. Um, I don't, I don't know. It, maybe it's that. But what if it was Mothman? We've had weird lights in the sky, things that um, no one can explain. We've had, you know, these UFO-like lights. In fact, they stopped traffic uh, over by the mall, gosh, back in 98, 99, I think. So, guys... It could be. Who knows? Who knows? Although I don't remember there being any disaster that followed. So maybe our Mothman is just wicked lame and shows up for no reason. I mean, it is Illinois, so we suck on so many levels. So maybe our Mothman sucks too. Like he's like, I'm not really a harbinger of anything. I was just here, just here hanging out, looking for, you know, Bigfoot or something. So <laughs> that's how the Illinois Mothman would talk how I hear him in my head. So I don't know. Mothman did come in um, as, I don't want to say a close second because again, it was pretty much a, a it was pretty much a tie between Nessie and Bigfoot, but Mothman was in there. Um, and that's curious to me. That's curious. So I don't know. I love the cryptid stories. I think they're weird. Um, you guys know this, you know, and this is why we love Fun Day Friday because you never know what I'm going to say. Well, you know what? That's any podcast. But um, Friday, we kind of let our hair down a little bit, and we just go into this weird, I don't know, topics, these weird topics, the UFOs. Speaking of which, I have not heard that uh, anything has come about of this quote-unquote disclosure that was supposed to go up before Congress, so I haven't heard anything, so maybe they're not going to disclose the non-disclosure they weren't really going to discuss, right? Oh, yeah, uh, we can neither confirm nor deny. Oh, great. Wish I could use that on my taxes. Could neither confirm nor deny that uh, I made this money. You don't need to know. Most of the taxation is just plain theft. So, you know. <sighs> Anyhow, what else? Um, oh, last but not least, uh, Trump always calling the shots, right? Like, <laughs> he's inspiring the left to move even when they don't want to. So he says, you know what? Screw it. I'm going down to the border. And uh, Kamala Harris finally discovered that maybe she needs to go. So then Kathleen Kamala announced that she was going to go. No one cared. Um, And it sounds like she's got her trip or she's there, but she's at the wrong area. So that is not a mistake, folks. That's not a mistake. Uh, as much as I don't like the woman and I feel as though she has absolutely no merit whatsoever, um, she's not that big of a jackass. She did that on purpose. So, whatever. But anyway, Papa Trump is always forcing their hand. That's amazing. So, we're still winning. We are still winning. Don't think for a moment that we're not. Okay. Guys, I hope you have a wonderful weekend. Keep your ear out for the weird and wonderful because you never know. And if you are up in the Lake Champlain area and you are out and about and you happen to see Champ, don't forget to take a picture. I don't know. Maybe 
unlike Bigfoot, you'll actually get a good picture, a good clear picture with all the technology. Bigfoot, you can only snap a picture of Bigfoot on a fuzzy, well, uh, like camera footage I don't know I don't know what kind of camera you use these days where the footage will be that uh (laughs) fuzzy and indescribable but that's the stuff you need in order to take Bigfoot's picture it has to be super unclear but who knows if you're in the Lake Champlain area and you are out and about maybe just take a few moments to get out there and Appreciate the view and see if Champ is uh, going to rear his head. I mean, I don't know. There have been sightings from shore, so you don't even need to get into a boat. Just saying. Just saying. We've got a weird, wonderful world, and we don't even know what's in it. Um, hopefully you guys can get out this weekend, and you can enjoy yourselves. And next week, of course, right around the corner is the 4th of July So make sure that you got your fireworks, make sure you got your cookout plans going, and make sure you give the great big double-barreled middle finger to creepy Uncle Joe and his whispering rants because we are not going to have small gatherings with the vaccinated. No, 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 thank you. We are going to sound the bells of liberty, and we are going to celebrate like it's 1776, you weird old man. And for our friends in foreign countries... Feel free to celebrate with us. I mean, you know, on your own terms. It's our holiday after all. Just kidding. But not really. All right. As always, stay deplorable, patriots. And I will talk to you again on Monday. Love and God bless. And uh, have a great, great weekend.